You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Ever feel so passionately about something that it becomes bigger than the thing itself? That's how Jennifer's jewelry brand was born, in the peak of the pandemic, no less. As a public school teacher for over a decade for underprivileged kids, she felt frazzled often and her body was taking a beating. And she knew she wanted a different direction for her life and for her two girls. Jennifer brought her passion for uniting and equipping moms together with her passion for good jewelry, and her brand, Tough as a Mother, was born. And now, even as a baby brand, it has gotten recognition from celebrities like actress Viola Davis, singer Andra Day, even recognition at the Golden Globes. Today's episode with Jennifer gives great business advice to the ambitious introverts in the house too, who didn't always see themselves at the helm leading a company, but who obviously have great skills and ideas and passions like the next girl. Be sure to stay tuned through this episode, drop us your thoughts on social media, and without further ado, welcome Jennifer. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. We were literally just talking before hitting record that um, it's about 10 a.m. my time, 7 a.m. her time, but she's been up since four o'clock in the morning. So Jennifer, how on earth do you be a morning person like that? (laughs) And how do you give us some wisdom here for how to consistently wake up at 4 a.m. without an alarm since that's, I don't, nothing short of a miracle that you are able to do that. So how on earth did you start that habit? I feel like that's just how my body and my like mind is like set and I just wake up and I just then I say what I'm grateful for I think for a minute and then I go to my office aka my laundry room and I just get to work (laughs) on my calendar (laughs) but yeah I think that I've just found that's when I can function the highest really early in the morning when my babies are sleeping also helpful as a mom no distractions (laughs) can relate oh my goodness so i know our listeners can't see us but you can see me and i hope you're seeing the tough as a mother representation happening here behind through the screen so i can't wait to talk all about your incredible brand um but first i want to hear all about you and our listeners of course want to know all about you so give us the lowdown of who you are and what you do and why you're here on thrive Yeah, thank you. So I am a former public school teacher. I taught for 11 years. And in that time, I also had a jewelry company and jewelry was always my coping mechanism to to stress because I found a lot of public school teaching moments to be stressful. It's super (laughs) draining. And so I started my first company, which I sold and I still sell, um, to boutiques and resorts. So I did, so I had that company kind of just bootstrapped, self-taught everything while I was teaching for the past decade. And then fast forward to March, 2020, I was on maternity leave and my daughter was five months old and I was set to go back to school. And I did March 1st um, to go back to the classroom and teach. And March 13th, Friday the 13th was our shutdown. So I had been working for two weeks 
um, in person with my students. And then of course we went remote uh, for the last quarter. And that's where this company, Tough as a Mother, was born in, in those moments, um, really difficult moments for me in March, 2020. Oh my gosh, literally. So you're a pandemic company. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a true survival to thriving story of like good to come out of something that was just so bad for so many people. So that's incredible. So I have more questions about that because it's such a cool company. I can't wait for everyone to see it too. Um, the For everyone who can't see me, the necklace that I'm wearing is a custom name necklace but of course mine says thrive because why why would it not and they're so pretty and we have a discount code for you so stay tuned for that but before going into all the business stuff you're a mom of two also so talk to us about what motherhood was like for you in your head before ever having kids compared to what reality was and is for you now because i think you and i share similar sentiments here where like we, you kind of have like a totally different idealized version of what being a mom is like, especially if you don't grow up around kids or like dream of being, think your like God-given purpose in life is to just birth children or, you know, like you, you don't really necessarily know until you're like in it and then you know. <laughs> so what was that like for you then versus what it's truly like for you now? Yeah, that's a great question. I <laughs> was one of those people who always dreamed of having kids. I mean, I wanted babies for, I can't even remember forever since I was small and would dream about, oh my gosh, one day I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to have yeah. all these kids and it's going to be amazing. I mean, even like when I was 18 and was backpacking through South America, I had a journal. I remember writing down like names. I was like, this could be a good name for my future child. Like I was that person that was like, I can't wait to be a mother. This is going to be the best thing ever. And it is, and didn't ever cross my mind that things were difficult. <laughs> it was always just like, every time I thought about being a mom since I was a little girl, I was just like, this will be amazing. Why wouldn't it? I just had it in my heart. I want to be a mother and everything was positive. And um, I'm one of four children. I have three brothers and my mom and my dad are super present and still are. They're currently my neighbors, which helps. But oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm really close with my family. And no disrespect to my mom, but I always just looked at my mom and I have three brothers and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but my parents were always present for us and Hey, they, we made it work. You know, I grew up in a mountain town in Northern California, but I always just looked at my mom like, yeah, she could do it. So can I, you know, this doesn't look that hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like regret everything, you know, but you don't know what you don't know. So that was like what I was going off. Like, well, my mom did it with four and she seemed to love it, so I should be a fine too. <laughs> but like props to your mom for making, having four children, three of which are boys, to look like an easy task. Like that in and of itself is a feat. So props to your mom because that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she made it look so easy. And we just, you know, we grew up doing mountainy things. Like I grew up in the forest and riding bikes and slingshots and nerf guns <laughs> like I had three brothers so it was just like we cruised in the forest and my mom would take us all around to like the local fishing tournaments or like whatever so um I'm like this is awesome I'm just gonna have kids and take them to all the like the local things <laughs> but it's so much more difficult I'm like mom how did you even do that oh my gosh so then when you asked your mom that what did she what what did she say to you and you're like mom like hello this you made this look so easy like what was your secret how did she react to that 
Yeah. She's still, even to this day, like when I was pregnant or like during like the labor after I would make comments to my mom and she would always just like write it off. Like, Oh, well you just forget about it. Like the pain of, of labor. It would, she's like, well, it just happened so fast. And then you totally forget like five seconds later, you're going to have the baby. You're going to forget. And now after having two, I'm like, yeah, no, you don't just forget. I still remember the pain mom. Like what? Like, I think she, I don't know how her brain operates. Cause she's still, if I'm like, Oh, if I'm going through a difficult stage, well, you know, like the tantrums or what have you, I'm trying to teach my three-year-old, you know, how to manage her emotions. And my mom always, Oh, it's just a stage. It'll pass. Like, but no, this is really difficult actually. Like she still is so calm and like this too shall pass. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out like, but yeah, but I need help currently at a, you know, until it passes, it's a struggle. <laughs> uh-huh. Can relate because our daughter's two and a half and very much in the tantrum phase too. So if you figure out anything before me, since you're a little bit further on in the game, please let me know because we've had, we've had a few too many laying on the floor and target slamming yeah. the ground situations. So, uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all ears for if we figure out how to, uh, manage emotions for it's a work in progress every day we're currently just talking it through and like trying to learn how she is as a little person and what sets her off and then how she recovers and just being reflective of like she is her own little person you know it's just it's wild every day I'm still learning so much and just look at her and go oh gosh okay you know, and what should I do now? What would that mom podcast say? Or what did I read in that book? Like, what was that strategy? I'm like in the moment of processing the tantrum or like her outburst going like, Ooh, what was that thing I just learned? <laughs> and you know, it's like so crazy, but I think I had this false, not false. I don't know how to say it, but my mom made it look so easy and she was so happy with, and had four kids. So I was truly like, that was my role model of a mom. Like if my mom could do it and it made it look so easy, like, let's go. Like she didn't even um, make it, I was born in the car on the way to the hospital. My dad just pulled <gasps> over and delivered me. Yeah. And then no the last, way. Yeah. The last kid, my younger brother, they just had it home. So I'm just like watched and heard the stories of like how I was born. Like, Oh, just pull over and deliver the kid. And then my dad delivered me and they took me to the hospital. And then by the last, they just gave up. And I think had it at home and didn't even try to go to the hospital. Cause I just, that didn't work with me. Um, uh, so just like the story of even her child, all the births, I'm like, can't be that hard you just pop them out in the car or at home and then here I am like screaming entering the hospital for the epidural before I get in the hospital like how did my mom do that all nonchalant you know this is wild I had such a false like not false but I don't know how to say it I had what I saw as like my mom my role model of a mom made it look so easy that it, <laughs> that's probably why I went in so naive you know yeah. Oh my gosh. But it also feels like that probably inspired tough as a mother because I, it, from everything you're obviously, I don't know your mom, but now I would like to, cause she sounds like a really freaking epic lady, but it really just sounds like her thing was like, you just, it comes to you and then you figure it out and then you keep going. And like, that's life. And like, so I feel like, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but there's so many people that don't have that mindset where hardships come, hard times come, whatever. And it really shakes people and it rocks us. And we just look at things and we're like, how can I possibly go on? This is the worst thing to ever happen. And we dramatize and we spiral and it just, every emotions get the better of us. And it sounds like your mom is truly someone who life hits her and she's like, 
I, I am unfazed. I am tough. I am strong. I am resilient. I've got this. If anyone can handle it, it's me and I'll figure it out. And like, what an amazing, what an amazing way to live life. What an amazing mantra and what an amazing, amazing thing for her to have taught you. And then for you to be able to pass on to your kids, because like, it's, it's so true. Like she is so strong and so tough. And so are we. And like, it, she's absolutely right in that we could do it too. It's just so hard sometimes to tap into that when you're actually in the thick of a really hard moment. So it's awesome. 100%. I agree. And my mom is a very quiet um, person and she's tough as a mother, but she is so um, quiet and private and just like calm the behind the scenes. Like I don't put her on my social media much. You never see my mom, but, um, but she has it in her. Like she's tough as a mother, but quiet as can be. (laughs) Okay. So tough as a mother, let's talk about it because people need to like know what this is. It's incredible. So it's a jewelry brand to empower and support moms on their parenting journey. I know a big part of that for you is in using the power and meanings of gemstones, the power of names to really design pieces that honor both the best and the hardest parts of motherhood and parenthood, which I think is so important. I mean, I'm sure that resonates with you too, seeing that you kind of saw what felt very one-sided growing up and like your mom knows, you know, we all know that it is absolutely no walk in the park as beautiful as motherhood is. So where did you think, like, where did the name tough as a mother come from? And I know you mentioned starting it last year when the pandemic was happening, but kind of take us back to the catalyst of how that all actually started, because I feel like a lot of people might not be jumping up and down when they're in the throes of motherhood or the pandemic or whatever, feeling frazzled going, you know what my life needs? A new business. Like, (laughs) let's start it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So although it was March, um, 2020, and the moment was I had lost all my breast milk and my daughter was five and I was scheduled to go back to work. And I, you know, rookie mom, my first child I breastfed and didn't have any, uh, and I, and I kept my milk. And so I figured with this second child, Oh, she'll just breastfeed too. And I'll have my milk and pump like I did the first time. And it didn't work out like that because of a lot of stress and postpartum hormonal issues. And just so many anxiety things that I was dealing with that I suddenly lost all my milk and was scheduled to go back to work. So I was like, okay, we need to feed the child. Let's go buy the formula. I never done that. I never bought formula. So we bought the formula. The baby wouldn't take the formula. I'm like, okay. And I have to go back to work. And like, she won't drink the formula. I called HR. I was like, I don't know. I can't go. Like my, how do I keep the child alive? And, um, problem. So, yeah. Problem. And then, you know, in hindsight, Oh, I should have, people would tell me like, Oh, well, you know, you, test them out and try earlier. I'm like, yeah, well, I've never done this before. And this all just happened. I wasn't like ready to test formula so I can go to work. And so it was like, just in the moment where I was just like, wow, okay, I need to like go back to work, but I can't even keep my child alive because I can't have no milk and she won't take the formula. We ended up finding a formula that would work. And I did go back to work, but there was just like a few moments in those really difficult times that I was just like, wow, okay. I'll wear labradorite or I need to wear this stone and, or I going to wear like my tough bracelet and I would make them like, this was the first rendition of the tough bracelet. But so in those moments, I was like, wow, I always do this. And it seems to help me. I should spread this love 
my jewelry to other moms. And I would wear my daughter's initials when I went back to work because it's difficult, you know, you miss your kids. And so, yeah, that's sort of how it started. And then even before that, probably several months before that, I was with one my younger brother and he was helping me at a trade show for my other company. And we we're walking around and we we're talking about like the design and like he was helping me because I'm very um, particular how I source. So we were like meeting different families. We were at a large trade show in Vegas of like who could help with some of the designs. Um, so yeah, it even started before March 20. I just never took action. Um, and then March 2020, I had to finish teaching the COVID quarter and then it was summer and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And so I actually took a step back and um, quit. And some people are like, you didn't quit. You just took a deep breath. But for several months of 2020, most of March, uh, 2020, I did not do anything with the business, but I was strategizing in my head, like how I knew it would help women. But I thought I can't do this. I can't do this. Like I guess imposter syndrome set in and just dealing with my own struggles to get my physical and mental state prepared. But once some certain random things happened and my parents ended up selling their home and moved down here and are my neighbors, a lot of things sort of just aligned. Um, you know, when the stars align, like they truly aligned for me. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so I launched the company, um, it was like the first week of February. And so I'm pretty new into it, but it's been going well. So I'm happy with how the jewelry is helping mothers. Absolutely. Well, and I think you hit a couple of important things there too. You said like you were prepared this whole time. And I feel like there's an important difference between being prepared and being ready because people will often go, well, I can't start it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like my idea is not ready. The business isn't ready. It's just not ready. And I don't know if we ever hit a point where you actually feel ready, where you're a hundred percent confident, absolutely not a doubt in your mind. I mean, hell, I feel like if you're at a point where that's how you feel, you might be missing something <laughs> because I think there's always something there where you're like, okay, maybe this could be improved or this could be tweaked, whatever, but you were still prepared. So even though you weren't sitting there being like, you know what, I, this is the perfect time. Like it's, it's the perfect moment. This is exactly what has to happen right now. You had been doing all of the work. It's like an iceberg. It's like people always see, you see what's above the surface, but there was so much happening behind the scenes for you to get this ready. Even though you didn't feel ready, it itself was ready and you were prepared. And that was kind of like the perfect combination to make it happen. Yeah, 100%. I think that's super important because sometimes we can see like looks can be so deceiving, like from the outside, like, oh, you just launched a business and wow, look at it. And it's also, you know, I just nod and say thank you or whatever. But in like the reality is like nobody's known the hours and days and years that I've put into studying business, to studying strategy, to being in groups and learning from women and, and getting what mentors. I mean, I don't talk about that, I, but then, you know, you see Instagram posts, you see, you know, whatever a success or an article here, like whatever people see and they just go, Oh, well, Holy moly, you did this. And look at you. It's like, thank you. But <laughs> there's like years of backstory, but I don't, you know, I'll spare you the time. Yeah. But I think that's just important to, I am starting to more share my journey in the back end of what I've been through, but you know, it's, it's 
a challenge. Like as an introvert, I was never forward facing. I hid in my last company. Um, no one even knew it was me that was the CEO. And so in this new company it is my first time having social media. Uh, I don't have a personal account. So it's been a huge challenge and I'm finding like getting uncomfortable is really making me grow. Yeah. I mean, every, we always say get comfortable being uncomfortable and it's, it's true. And I think there's something to be said though. Like it's, you mentioned being an introvert, but not all CEOs or successful business people are extroverts because I think <laughs> there's really something to be said for exactly what you just said in the sense of you, you had your head down doing the work for years, figuring out strategy, finding mentors. Like there's, there's nothing in any rule book of personality traits or anything that says extroverted people become the leaders and introverted people just take lesser roles or don't do as successful things. Like that's, that's just not true. So it's, you're challenging yourself in terms of getting in front of a camera for a social media post maybe, but you were just as capable, if not more so than other people to do all of the behind the scenes work that is necessary in any business, regardless of whether you're extroverted or introverted naturally. So right. I think that's important for people to hear too, because I'm sure we have introverts listening who are like, oh, I'm a little scared. I don't want to be the leader. I don't want to be the, the one giving directions or making, you know, like having to put myself out there, but your ideas are just as good as people who have no problem vocalizing their <laughs> desires right. or wants or ideas. So why not you? <laughs> yeah, I think I finally had this realization. And once I realized and I, I have such a deep why in, in my company is really to make mothers feel loved and seen and united around the world. And it's not really about the jewelry for me. It's I'm trying to start a movement where we just talk about miscarriage and we talk about anxiety and depression and how hard it is when you don't know what to do when there is a tantrum and and also how beautiful this is. It's like literally the, there are little miracles. I look at my girls every day. I'm just like, whoa, like how did that happen? Yeah. And, and just seeing their joy. And it's like the most beautiful thing ever. And so as much as I talk about some of the struggles, I think it's just because I'm so close to it and I've been through it. And, but it's like the most amazing thing ever. Like, it's just such a wild ride. And I truly believe in like the law of averages and just like balance. So as equally beautiful and joyous, which is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. When I see my daughters, it's as equally difficult. And so when I think about those things, when I'm in the tantrum or I'm in the, when she's hurt or crying and I want to help her, but I'm also trying to teach her to be resilient. And it's like, you don't really know if you're doing the best thing. You know, those moments are just as beautiful, even though they're so difficult, it's so hard to explain, but I like feel like balance in life is so key and I find that with my children yeah I'm just sitting here like nodding my head like because <laughs> I'm like yes I could not agree more and it's so interesting because as you were saying that and, and talking about balance too it was just making me think of this is so cliche but literally how so much in life is like you you appreciate the good times so much more having gone through the hard times and right. they really work to counter each other in that you know when you you have such a higher and deeper appreciation for your kids growth when you see they're they're not as great moment compared to you know the moment where you were like holy cow how did you even learn that like they they all kind of work together and they make them the person they are meant to be and we are forged in that process too 
So it's just so cool to look at it and to watch it and to be like, wow, this is like, this is how life works. Yes. <laughs> like, so so it, feels, it feels so silly, but like when you're in the moment, like you, and this is why I say like, you see this in other ways in life too, if you're not a mom. So it's not just in motherhood, but like, holy cow, does motherhood really like exemplify it and take it over the notch for you where you're like, wow, like that's, that's really cool. Like I see yes. <laughs> My children are teaching me, I'm noticing, I mean, it's happening before my eyes, like they're teaching me the things that I needed to learn most, like, because I'm a very impatient person and holy moly, have I had to just have to be patient because, you know, otherwise she's going to have a tantrum and I'm going to have a tantrum too. So, um, yeah, just, they really come into your life to just like teach you what you need the most. I feel like I'm learning that I'm like, whoa, okay you know, and God, it's just super wild. It's like so fun and so difficult. Like every day I'm just like, whoa, what's going to happen with these children <laughs> and me? Like, you never know. It's quite exciting. A day in the life of a one and a three-year-old, you know, it's so fun. <laughs> well, and it, and it really pushes your perspective to new limits because like you just, you know, like we can look at it and go, okay, this is exciting. Like what's today going to bring with a three-year-old? And I know people where their perspective becomes so much sadder because they look at it and they're like, Oh, what's she going to say in target today? Like what's she, is she going to embarrass me? Like, is she going to talk about private parts or poop or yeah. like something cra- like where, where the perspective is kind of almost like of dread where it's like, Oh, yeah. I don't even want to go anywhere. Cause I don't know what they're going to say. Yeah. And it just is so sad and takes the fun out of it. Like, I think it's so important and so good to have a perspective of, you know what? They're kids. Like they're yes. this young ones and we're doing everything we can to help them grow into the person they're going to be and they're little people. And we're just trying to learn them the same way they're learning the world. And it's sure it's going to have some lows, but it's also going to have some really good highs. So yes. ride 100%. it out. <laughs> Every day I find out. I think uh, my experience as a public school teacher and teaching so many students over the past decade, I students talk to their teachers a lot and share a lot of things. Um, and so I learned through them, like a little bit, the kind of mother I wanted to be because listening to so many students, you know, on Monday when they'd come back from the weekend and hearing what they were so overjoyed about, it always came back to just spending time with their parents. Mm -hmm. The kid was never like, oh, I got this new shirt. I mean, sometimes I got this new shirt, but that was really just because they wanted validation from the person next to me. But if it was ever one-on-one or, you know, in the hall or work, other kids, like kids are just so excited to talk about their parents and their presence or their parental figure, you know, whatever their situation is. So, and I was like super blessed to have very present uh, mom and dad. And so like, I just know I'm learning and I'm messing up every day and I'm learning from it. But the key thing that I learned from my parents and from just hearing from hundreds of students is just like be physically there. Just be there. That's all kids want. That's why they're always like, look, mom, look at me, look at me, you know, watch me. It's like, they just want you to see them. They just want to be seen. And we all just want to be seen and loved, right? But I think for a child, it's, they want that from their parental figure the most is what I've noticed. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So can you walk us through some of the meanings behind some of the gemstones that you use and where that comes from? Because I told you before we hit record, that was one of the first times I'd ever seen that. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. But you have, I'm going to butcher the name of this one, Labradorite. You got it. <laughs> Ooh, got it. Quartz, Chalcedony. Is that one right? 
Some people say Chalcedony or Chalcedony. Yeah, there's a lot of tomato, tomato. Uh-huh. Tomato, tomato, <laughs> rainbow, moonstone, amethyst, turquoise. I got those. Those I, <laughs> those I nailed. Um, but talk to us about that, like what that even is, what kind of each of those gemstones represent and like where that comes from and then how you use that built into the pieces of jewelry to help moms. Yeah, sure. So I love stones. I've always loved stones and stones like have special healing powers they're like little pieces of the universe right they're just rocks so it's like pieces of the earth that have energy different energies that can help you so my favorite stone is labradorite that's to me the most powerful stone in the universe it's just so mesmerizing because it has like blue and green flashes and it's they call it like the dark moonstone and that really helps with um repelling negative energy and then attracting like positive so it's so strong it's so powerful so i wear that all the time and rainbow- i think that's the one that's in the back yeah. of my necklace yeah oh you got the little rainbow or the labradorite yeah i think so yeah yeah so they all have healing properties and powers and so how I incorporated that into my jewelry line is when you choose, for example, like a custom necklace, like your kid's initials, or you got the word thrive or bold or fearless or whatever word that you want, you can choose on the, the back, a teeny little stone just on the clasp to help you in your journey. And so when you're on my website, I have it all like each product, you can read like what stone might you need on the back. And so some people do it for special memories. Um, like, I've had women purchase it a piece to honor their like um, rainbow baby or women who have miscarried. They have put like a piece of rainbow moonstone as a memory for that child. I've also miscarried. So I feel like that's super special when you're like, oh, wow. Like they may now think of that little baby now some more because um, miscarriage is yeah, it's a whole nother topic of like, <laughs> we got to talk more about it. It's super common. And it's very difficult. And most women just like go through it and they're like, okay, that was done. And I'm embarrassed and ashamed and let's move on. Like that's what I did at least. But um, so yeah, the stones are there for like the person to customize it and make it special to them. Like the reason I love jewelry is that it can be whatever you need it to be. Like if you want to celebrate like your child's first birthday and you get their initials and you get like a little turquoise, which symbolizes sometimes friendship because you have this woman around you cheering you on or whatever the special meaning is, you know, they all have meanings. The calcine has calming properties. So, you know, my goal, like if I get through the day and I don't lose it too bad, I'm like, yes, I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm an amazing mom because I didn't lose it terribly and I kept my calm so yes um calcine helps with that the quartz the clear quartz also is super just healing and kind of neutral and helps you find balance so to me the stones are special because it's not what I say they are it's like what what the person needs them for in their life so I hope that it can have a little story on your body with the stone that you choose and how does that, I'm a total gemstone newbie here. So like, okay. I know nothing. So, <laughs> so how does that actually work versus how, cause I'm, I'm hearing that and I'm like, that is so cool. But how is that not a placebo effect of people just putting something on and then like elevating their mindset and being like, of course it was a good day because it was connected to what I was wearing. Like how, how does that actually work <laughs> in yeah. terms of like the energy and all of that? 
Okay, sure. It's, it is whatever we say it is just like anything, right? So maybe it is, um, you wear this and maybe you don't believe the stones have powers, but you believe, Hey, I'm going to feel happy because I have this. And that lady said it make me happy. And then you're happy. You know, that's cool too. But I believe that they do have the healing energies in the stone. And so by having that on your body, you'll absorb that into your body, uh, into your energy. But also if you're not like super into rocks and crystals and, you know, it is whatever you want. That's why I think it's beautiful is you don't need to be like, oh, I need to know about all stones be like this rock person and stone person. And like all, maybe sometimes people are like, that's woo. It's, but it's like, it's cool. Like you could just appreciate a rock, you know, like people wear diamonds for wedding rings and that's a symbol of that whole situation. So it's whatever you want it to be. Like, if you're just like, well, this is a pretty blue stone and I feel pretty. then I'm like, cool girl, like feel pretty today. Like you don't need to know all the healing powers. <laughs> I think it's cool. Cause it's, it is just like such as life. It is whatever you want it to be. Whether you believe that the, the stone is emitting energy, like I do, or if you just think it's pretty and makes you feel good that day, like, cool. You know, I'm super stoked to be part of your journey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love that. So is there anything that you wish someone in your position now, since you now are like a thriving business owner, a mompreneur, came out of the pandemic to do this? Like, is there anything that you wish someone would have told you when you were first starting or thinking of starting tough as a mother? Mm-hmm. Like a hindsight is twenty twenty sort of perspective yeah, that you of wish you had gotten. <laughs> yeah, I would 100% say because I didn't have a lot of help in the beginning. I bootstrapped my company um, and just self-educated, but I wish there's, hmm. I wish somebody would have told me just start sharing your story earlier. Just be you, be authentic and just start talking because I didn't ever. (laughs) I hid behind the first company. So, but because I had these feelings and maybe people also feel like, well, why would somebody want to see like what I do? But like, you know, I'm a mountain biker. I'm very private person. I have close with my family. I have a few friends, but I felt like, like, why me? Like, why would anyone want to see like me go ride my bike and like me be super introverted and very private with my family? Like, do people care about that stuff? So, um, or care about, you know, should I talk, talk about my miscarriage for the first time publicly or depression or anxiety or hormonal? And then when it hit me, like, whoa, this isn't even about me. Like maybe I went through that to talk about it, to help others, because there are some things you go through that you feel so alone. Like I had bladder prolapse too, with my second, I remember just walking around the block, like crying to my mom, like, oh my gosh. And what do I do now? It's not like I'm shouting from the rooftops. Hey, anyone else have like bladder prolapse, like (laughs) don't work on our pelvic floors, you know? And so like, people aren't just like, jumping up and down for help. And so I'm hoping the content that I can serve women will be those things I wish I had. What to do when you miscarry, where to go seek help, three tips for anxiety, three tips when you're not sleeping, like all these things that I've been through, you know, I think. Um, So share your story to answer your question. I wish someone would have just sat me down and said, you don't think it's important, your story, or you don't think people want to know, but it's not about you just start sharing it. Because when I started really just sharing, I felt like I was always authentic because I've always just kind of had this personality. Like "Mm, you like me, cool. You don't, you know, there's plenty of other people out here. Um, like I really didn't, not that I didn't care, but, um, 
I was like pretty self-confident in the person I was, but I didn't share my story because I didn't think people would care. And maybe they don't still care, but if it helps one person who also miscarried and reads something that I can provide and it's like, whoa, okay. Like then it was all worth it. If like I share about bladder prolapse and a mom is going through that too. And I can give her tips. I'm not providing the tips. I'm bringing in like doctors and medical professionals when I'm pushing out my content. But if anything could help that one person, then this whole thing was worth it, you know? So that's sort of my mission and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) That's awesome. So Jennifer, I want to ask you something I ask every guest on Thrive. And that is what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Oh, that's such a good question. Thrive means to me just being 100% authentically you and getting aligned with what you're supposed to do and doing it regardless of the noise, which is so much noise. So just, yeah, that's would be my answer. That's awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been awesome. Tell everyone where they can find you online uh, to connect with you more and to grab a tub as a mother piece, of course. <laughs> You're so kind. So I'm most active on Instagram at tough as a mother tribe. And I'll share behind the scenes in my Instagram stories. And my website is toughasamothertribe.com. I'm also on Facebook, but not as active there. And Twitter. My Twitter is T-A-A-M tribe. Amazing. And I think everyone can use code thrive 30 for 30% off a piece, which is incredible. So go support Jennifer's small business. Um, This has been awesome and such a good conversation. And I just can't thank you enough for joining us. Thank you for having me. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.